Welcome to In Search of Peace and Healing. I'm your host, Celia Boone. Hello and welcome. I'm really glad that you're listening today. I don't know if you ever heard this when you were a kid, but I heard it a lot. You start things and then you just don't finish them. So for me, um, this is a nice milestone because when I stop recording today, I will have recorded 20 podcasts. So I didn't record one or two and then stop, even though we had some detours along the way. Um, you know, this is podcast number 20, so maybe I'm getting a little better as I grow older and hopefully more spiritual. So today we're going to be talking about loss and grief and how we can walk through loss, hopefully with a little bit of grace as well. Um, As I record this, we are currently experiencing a pandemic of the coronavirus, COVID-19. And I live in North Carolina, and so our governor has passed the shelter-at-home order. Um, We have social distancing, so, you know, we're not supposed to have groups of people getting together because it's not safe. We want to protect ourselves and just every bit as importantly as protecting ourselves, we want to protect others in case we have gotten the virus. We don't want to pass it along to somebody else. Um, One of the things that helps me to, when I feel like jumping up and going to the grocery store for something that we are out of, rather than waiting till our one day a week grocery trip is thinking about, you know, it's really not kind for me to go running over to the grocery store. I need to just stay at home. I have plenty of food. I just may not have whatever it is that I want at the moment, but that's okay. I'll be fine without it. And um, so wanting to practice kindness because that's how love behaves Wanting to practice kindness because that's how love behaves spurs me to stay at home when my happy feet want to go dancing in the street. (laughs) So um, my husband and I both work from home normally, so it's our world isn't really turned upside down nearly as many as nearly Our world isn't turned upside down nearly as much as some people's lives have been upturned by this pandemic and the resulting, um, you know, the things that have resulted from the pandemic. Whether we've named them or not, there are many losses that we are grieving People we love may be critically ill or just may be ill with the coronavirus and we don't know if they're going to become critically ill. 
Some of them may have passed on from this earthly sphere. There are many people who have lost jobs and or been laid off from work and have lost part of their incomes or all of their incomes, sustaining huge financial losses and lost their sense of financial security. These losses and many others can really drastically alter or explode our life plan, which brings many, many forms of fear, especially fear of the future. We may not know how in the world we're going to be able to survive these losses and be okay. How are we going to get what we need? How are we not going to lose what we have? Um, you know, how are we going to be okay? So even if we haven't sustained huge direct and personal losses, such as losing a spouse or someone that we love or, you know, having our jobs disrupted and our income disrupted, um, we may be experiencing what um, I've seen referred to as community-wide losses. Um, see if you can relate to some of these. Um, the first one that I noticed is basically social and emotional connections and the losses of those. That was the first one that I felt once the shelter-in-place-at-home order came through. Um, now there's a distance, physical distance, between me and those that I love. Um, I don't really have family that lives in the area close, but, you know, I have friends who are family, choice family members, and wonderful neighbors, and, you know, I, I miss the kids playing. I miss the sound of kids laughing and playing and skateboarding and bouncing the basketball. You know, I miss the sounds of happy children in the neighborhood. I miss the social engagement. I'm an extrovert, so I'm used to being eyeball to eyeball with, you know, many different people on a weekly basis, on a weekly basis. And so, um, you know, it's, it's really unusual for me. There's no hugging. Ugh, I'm a hugger. So that's weird. No touching. You know, standing six feet apart. And that really can disrupt our emotional well-being. Because if you're used to physical affection and, you know, hugging and, I mean, my friends and I hug, um, you know, and my husband is, is very affectionate and I'm very fortunate and, and grateful for that. Um, but I'm used to having, you know, affection from a lot of different people and I miss that now. I'm not griping about it, but it's just, it's, it's a loss. Um, 
So there's a, a interfaith chaplain and trauma counselor named Terry Daniel who says, separation from our colleagues and office mates also creates significant loss. Our work environment is like a second family. Even if we don't love all the people we work with, we still depend on each other and depend on each other being there. Um, and she also talks about habits and habitat. When the world feels or actually is unsafe, Daniel says, we've lost our habits and habitats when we can no longer engage in our usual routines and rituals. No matter how mundane it seems, whether grabbing a morning coffee at a local cafe, driving to work, or picking up the kids from school, routines help us define our sense of self in the world. And losing those routines can be a real shock to our system. Another loss is the assumptions and feelings of security. Um, this had already really happened to me when I was a lot younger. But, you know, there are people that still had a sense of safety and security in the world. And this pandemic has really shaken or destroyed that sense of safety and people are walking around who a couple months ago felt like life was grand and everything's going okay and you know we've got a white picket fence two car two cars in the garage and 2.5 kids or whatever and everything is going fine that's my life plan and so this can really shake and destroy that. Another loss is loss in trust, the loss of trust in our institutions. When government agencies and government leaders, medical systems, religious organizations or institutions, corporations, heck, the stock market, our foreign ones, our 401 our 401ks are not stable it can leave us feeling betrayed and really fearful if you are accustomed to attending weekly religious services that's a shock if you're used to going to yoga classes you know, and use that to enhance your spirituality and grow spiritually. Um, that's a loss. Even like going to the gym for exercise classes or working out. All these things can leave us feeling spiritually and emotional, spiritually and emotionally bereft. We miss those inspirations and the endorphins that directly help us feel better. Another loss is we feel sympathy and empathy for the losses of others. For those of us who haven't experienced a directly personal, you know, loss that has blown up our life plans, um, you know, for those of us that tend to be a little bit of an emotional barometer, we tend to grieve and fear the losses experienced by others. So, you know, feeling badly for 
people who have lost their jobs or been laid off. Losses of our everyday superheroes on the front lines, those that show up and go to work anyway, putting themselves at risk of contracting the virus so that they can be there for the rest of us and provide services and goods that we need. Um, people who are unable to be with the folks that they love who are critically ill in hospitals or nursing homes, unable to say goodbye to those they love who are passing on. Um, and to those who haven't lost their family and friends to the virus, but they might, you know, um, grieving for them. So there's a Philadelphia-based psychologist specializing in grief counseling who has said, if we can find gratitude in the creative ways that we connect with each other, and help somebody, then we can hold our grief better and move through it with less difficulty and more grace. Now, I've had quite a number of experiences of loss and trauma in my life. And looking back, I typically did not face those with grace and dignity. <laughs> more Kicking, screaming, moaning, self-pity, <laughs> crawling in the muck going, oh, when is this going to stop? I don't like this. I didn't give my permission for this. Stop it. Stop. But there's always something for which to be grateful. There are always others whose burdens are greater than ours. Um, within the spectrum of joy and gratitude, uh, Ms. Law urges us to make sure we focus on joy and gratitude during challenging times. Whether it's a virtual happy hour, doing FaceTime or Skype with those that we care about, or holding a video dance party, it's important that we reach out to others. She says, if we can find gratitude in the creative ways that we connect with each other and help somebody, then we can hold our grief better and move through it with less difficulty and more grace. And I just repeated that twice. So we'll go back and take out that quote if we can find gratitude. Okay, moving on. Grief and gratitude can sit at the same table. During this really, really tough time and throughout our lives, we do need to process and grieve our losses. We need to talk about it. We need to focus and name the things for which we are grateful also during this pandemic. It helps me to be more emotionally balanced when our life plans have been blown apart. And so I encourage you to, when you just feel like you can't cry anymore and you're so frightened you don't know what to do, 
ask your higher power, the good Lord, or whoever it is that you, that is your higher power. Ask that your fear be removed. Talk about your fear with others and find somebody to help. Because for me, that is the very best way that I can be moved from sitting in a place of total fear, from obsessing about the fear and not being able to think about anything but fear, 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 fear. And it doesn't necessarily remove all the fear, but what it does is it takes the fear and puts it on a back shelf in my mind and allows me to focus on helping others and the gratitude that comes from being able to be helpful. So this episode today is going to be a short and sweet version. Um, Ken always says, when a podcast is done, it's done. You know it's done when you don't have more to say on the subject. So instead of a break, we are going to end this today. And I send you forth as you shelter at home, as you work helping others, whatever it is that your work is to do today, and wherever that may be, may you carry with you grace and gratitude, compassion for the losses of others, and the losses that you yourself are feeling. And may we all help each other and find the common bond of humanity and love with each other during this tough time. I love you all. Thank you for listening today. And I'm going to say goodbye. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more the number two say.weebly.com. This has been a production of the Descant MMG Podcast Network.